The views expressed at WTFlandia are not to direct, guide, or sway public opinion for entertainment purposes only. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the show. Happy February 2021. <laughs> that I was going to stop at 20. Nope, we have gone past that. We are well past that. We are on to the next. It's like we scrubbed ourselves out of that whole funky zone. I've, I've heard, I don't know how true this is, but I have heard that 2020 was like a warp zone. It was like being pulled into some sort of a black hole. I mean, and who would disagree with that? I don't care if things went well for you, things went sideways for you, things went horrible for you, or things just were. We all can say that it was definitely some time-altering warp zone that we were in in 2020. But here we are, February 1st. We made it through January, which was also very suspect, if you ask me. We made it through that baby coup. (laughs) It's not funny either, because no, it is actually not funny. And I made fun about it a lot in as it was happening in real time because I had to there was no other way for me to get through what I was witnessing other than to make you know light of it a little bit a little bit a little bit not a lot but a little bit and because I mean you who couldn't how could you not I mean, there was a guy with a taxidermy and the guy saying, hey, bro. And the guy's like, I'm shot. I've got blood. And then the other guy saying, we have And then just so much going on that it just didn't look, it looked, look, look. It looked like Borat was in charge of it. And I said it again. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It looked like that was, that's what, what it was. It was so unreal and highly unfathomable that it just felt like that. And that's why I named one of the podcast episodes Duck Dynasty, Civil War, or something like that. Go check it out. It was a good one. You don't want to miss it. Do yourself a favor. Go fill your ears with all that good. Good. I mean, my, 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 my calling here in this here podcast radio show is to take us through the news events in a calm and silly way that is the aim do I always get it right no some people let leave this show being like huh that was interesting I don't know what I just heard I don't know what I was listening to but ah, good luck with that some people go that was great dude that really just made me laugh other people's like well I fell asleep whatever you did I'm glad that you tuned in and you gave us your ear because you know it's cute it's nice it's nice to be able to um lend be lent your ear and I hope that for many of you it did calm you down I'm just that's just what I'm hoping because it didn't calm um, AOC down she actually went on live on Instagram live the other day and actually it's February 2nd I believe she went on live yesterday February 1st 
I missed it. But that's just because my highly sensitive um, empath self was probably crying in the corner because of the world's events. <laughs> I shared it on my Instagram and I took quickly took it down. I was like, I gotta be a thug. This isn't cute. But it's true. Like, I'm finding out that my face is waking up with puffy face. Could be salt content, too. I, I doubt it, though. Could be. Um, but because I'm just overwhelmed, so sometimes I'll cry at night. I can't lie. No one's that strong. Sometimes to be strong is to be weak. Because I just can't deal with, like, what I'm watching, what I'm witnessing. I'm also having a difficult time being away from my children and, like, having them only, you know, here only you know, certain amount of time and not all the time because we're figuring out the living situations, still trying to find my permanent home that I own. And so these are things that um, keep me up at night, right? But, and so to take in other heavy kind of news, uh, it's interesting because, you know, although I think once I, once I'm getting a good, good salary, uh, to take in this sort of news, then it won't bother me as much. So I'll be like, eh, going to sleep on the, you know, on the paycheck. But now that I'm doing it for my my lovely WTF Landia radio show listeners, uh, free of charge. Although we are on Audible and Amazon, which is really great. Jeff Bezos just stepped down from Amazon, and rightfully so. That guy was he made too much money during the pandemic. He should be giving it out. You should be building shelters and homes and whatnot. It could be. But anyways, he switched from CEO to like some other high position in Amazon, but probably less friction. He's like, you, you gave it to the younger guys. Like, you take this spot. I'm getting out of here. I've already given the the, the workers, 20,000 workers COVID and then got mad at them for trying to unionize. And then, uh, and then, uh, just... And then, 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 Jeff Bezos, do better. You, you got too much money. You could really make a dent in people's life, in their hearts as well. But uh, anyways, you can find my WTF Landia radio show on Amazon and Audible now, which is which is still not making me any money. But um, when it does, hey, I guess uh, I guess it's a segue into the audio book that I'm gonna be writing or something. But. When, all that to say is when I can interpret the news based on it being a career, then it'll be easier. But I I did read after AOC's Instagram Live that she had suffered from post-trauma, post-traumatic stress <clears throat> from her childhood being sexually assaulted. And oh my gosh. So that on top of the goofy insurrection is coming in and looking for you and saying where is she apparently they were saying where is she so she literally thought that they were going to kill her because they were looking for her at the beckoning call of basically DJT and the GOP because they have targeted her so much you targeted basically bullied how funny is this Melania Trump did a whole campaign. No one ever heard about it because it was fake. It was like a smokescreen. It's like one of those, uh, one of those um, smokescreen businesses that you have. No one ever comes in or out of it, but it's just there. Um, that's how that anti-bullying campaign was. It seemed like it was a front 
It was a front. No one ever looked into it. No one ever. She should have been just delivering that speech directly to her goofy husband, DJT, because he's the biggest bully. So basically, he targeted and bullied, you know, Alexandra and Ilyan and everybody so much that his followers, his Trump tarts, his uh, his his magarts. Um, they came in looking to annihilate a whole living human being. And so, yeah, I would imagine that would have given her some sort of trauma. AOC, you didn't deserve that. And I hope that those people get prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Okay? Because those are terrorists. Okay? Whether or not we like to look at them as, as such, we have a new way to see these things. Again, 2020 did open our eyes to seeing things a new way. And that is our new way of seeing what an actual terrorist on American soil can look like. And so that uh, was a lot. And then you got Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Green, who... I don't know how. I don't know if she comes from a a county with a population of 12. And like nine of them are her children. And the rest were like her husband and her her aunt. But how did she get a Senate seat? I don't know. This woman is pushing theories of there being no planes that hit the Twin Towers. This QAnon, QAnon, uh, shenazzle that I still have no clue what it's about. It sounds really demeaning and disgusting and ding batty. Uh, and, you know, verbally attacking perfectly professional councilmen and women, city council, or senate leaders. It's just very weird. Uh, she, she shouldn't be probably having a job there. Because this is not, like, funny and fun and games. This is, like, totally competent people that are fighting for rights for our folks. And you are fighting folks that wanted to bring your firearms in and shouting at kids about their experiences uh, in school shootings not being a real thing. This is actually Marjorie Taylor Green. Go look her up. I mean, Karen. I mean, Taylor Green. Karen Mar- Marjorie... <laughs> <laughs> and she's from the south and some people from the south are you know not having it they're listening to her nonsense and they're thinking that is not how we get down that is not what we rock with she does not represent us and, and I'm glad that these people are speaking out good job because there's nothing worse than watching someone like her completely just completely stand for the most debaucherous stuff and not say anything about it like you have to say something about it I mean because people all people think with people with accents southern accents are going to be like her and it's not true you know you have to stand for something or fall for nothing stand for something or fall for Marjorie yeah She's a hot pickle. And, you know, speaking of the whole military, the, the whole coup, the Duck Dynasty coup, it actually is a thing in Myanmar. Myanmar. 
Like, it is not a game. So, at the same time, basically, we were having our election. Uh, so were the people in Myanmar, right? And they have democratic, their democracy uh, is challenged now as well. Because they, I guess the person who won the presidency or the prime minister or whatever, uh, in Myanmar, is a democratic, democratic leader. And so it gave it gave the military less authority, and the military was like, "Oh no, 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 you don't!" So they overthrew the government, and they took those people who won, and they sh- shipped them off to who knows where. Maybe they shipped them off to Florida to go be with DJT. I don't know. But I tell you what, it is not a game. So the military is now in charge of Myanmar. They cut off the phone lines, the internet. No one can get in touch with those people there. <gasps> Can you believe this? This is crazy. So essentially, the same thing, and the elections happened around the same time. Essentially, the same thing happened there that happened here. They were like, so the military was like, nope, it must have been um, election fraud because they couldn't have won. This guy couldn't have won by that much. And they can't find any reference to any sort of election fraud. The military just came over and they were like, nope, we're not having it. And so they overthrew the government. And here we are. They are basically Donald Trump. Exactly what he would have wanted. It just didn't work for him because he talked down to the military. He told them they were, he tried to get them on their team when he took the Bible across the street over in Washington, D.C. during a perfectly peaceful Black Lives Matter protest. Bombed up the people with tear gas just to fumble around with our good book. Uh, used the military that way. Used them to go over to the hospital uh, when he had COVID. And they talked about how the injured soldiers were garbage and losers. So he just talks too much. His mouth is like diarrhea. He just did one too many lines of that white stuff with his son, DJC Jr., I think. Because his mouth ran too much. He just he should have left good enough alone. But the military didn't seem to be in, on his side because they came to defend the Capitol and they came to go against those people that tried to insurrect it the first time. And so there was no overthrowing the government with the military on their side. But that doesn't mean that that can't happen in the future because if a leader kind of runs this thing like DJT but gets the military to go on his side, then we can have a problem in the future. So we Americans are holding our democracy very, very, very close right now because we know how easily it can be taken away. We know how easily people who we voted into office, their lives can be taken away. We know how easily it is to lose what we feel is normal in America. I mean, just look over at Myanmar. That's pretty gnarly. I wish them the best. I hope that they uh, can figure it out. And I think that people, you know, should if they won, let them win. What, what's up with the sore loser? If you're a participant, you're a participant. We participated in it. You just didn't win. DJT, you didn't win. You're a participant. Um, and also on a 
another note that I hate that I, ha- that I have to address, but Rochester PD, the nasty. Ooh, I have to take a step back before I go and enter that zone. But the Rochester PD is under scrutiny, under fire. And if you ask me, I'll give my my opinion after. For uh, pepper spraying a nine-year-old baby, child, young girl, at that. They got a call to some sort of a family dispute. They saw the girl out on the road in the snow asking for her dad and running away from the police because she's black. Why wouldn't she run for the, from the police and ask for her dad? She's probably deathly afraid. Who hasn't seen what happened to George Floyd and Sandra Bland and everybody else? I have an eight-year-old. He certainly knows about George Floyd and uh, Sandra Bland and Eric Garner and everybody else. So he's seen it. We, this is something that we're witnessing on television. You know, you turn on CNN and they don't give you a disclaimer. They just show you exactly what's happening. MSNBC, all these other news stations, right? We turn it on, you have to see it. So, yes, our kids have been exposed to seeing some of the most desensitizing things that you should never have to see, even as an adult, but just by merely turning the television on, seeing people's lives getting snuffed out. So if you're a child that can put those things together and you see a police officer and you've seen that people have been out protesting during a pandemic, your family members likely. Uh, they look like the person that we watched on TV get killed, George Floyd, Landrio Cash, just everybody. My gosh. Um, then you're probably, you know, a young girl, a baby at nine years old, seeing a cop, not to come help you, but you're gonna run away from them because you feel like you're afraid. And I'm gonna be honest with you, black people in general do not take comfort in the presence of a police officer and that should not be the case Joey B, Kamala Harris let's change that now we know how true that is every single time a black person gets pulled over by the cops you are not feeling comfortable you're not feeling safe, you're not feeling like they're there to help we have to change that so this baby goes running, and they stop her. The, the cop stops her, a male cop at that. What's wrong? Why are you running? What happened? Jumps on top of her. A man on top of a child. Problem. Problem. In a blue cop suit. Problem. Problem. Big problem. Big, huge problem. Then he gets back up from, like, nine more cop cars to a baby a nine-year-old baby I have an eight-year-old I am fuming I am not gonna cry on here right now but I'm telling you what don't only dismantle that cop shop but take it away make it disappear it needs to be a community help center that's what they need to do if they want to keep their jobs, they need to become community help servants. And that's what they should name Rochester PD, community help servants. Because how dare you? There is no way 
that you can make that story get any better than what I have seen. A child, if you don't stop now, I'm just going to have to to pepper spray your eyeballs. I'll just do it anyways. This is two cops talking talking right in front of this nine-year-old baby that's crying because she doesn't want to get in the police car because she probably feels like she's going to die and screaming for her dad. You freaking oinkers. Oh, I am so pissed. So yeah, take it away. Take that PD department, dwindle it down, and turn it into community service helpers because that's not okay. And any other cop shop that does that, same thing, same goes. It's not okay for my brothers and sisters and babies to lose their lives over y'all. We need y'all help more than any, more than ever now. We don't need you to come killing and pepper spraying babies that you think are grown. How dare you? How dare you? A, f- a friend of mine, our Instagram homie, said it best. Give the baby a stuffy, something to calm her down. Talk to her. Talk if you had to sit there for an hour while you're on the phone. What's your dad's number? Calling the dad. Stop looking at these black kids as if and black people as if we were nothing. Shame on you, you community service helpers. That's how I'm going to refer to you guys are until you guys start to refer to yourselves as such. <sighs> Anyways, I'm going to step out of that room because that hurts. LeBron James got yelled at on the basketball court, kind of like how I used to do, you know, at the Lakers games to anybody who played against Kobe. I even gestured uh, MJ, Michael Jordan, one time. Definitely not in the same style as this this lady, but this lady started pointing at uh, LeBron James like the lady in that cat meme, where she's like, you do! (laughs) They're calling her courtside Karen. She was mad at LeBron for what? I don't know. She said he said something to her husband and she had to step in. Oh, sit down. You shouldn't even be at the Lakers game. You probably don't even know what's going on. I'm not going to insinuate you don't, but it feels like you didn't because it felt like you were just angry. And maybe you did. But you know what? It's King James and it's the Lakers. And so I'm not having it. Courtside Karen. <laughs> even though I used to be kind of a courtside Karen. Not really. When I used to go, I used to say, hey, I was, uh, you know, I was definitely one of those, one of those um, S-talkers in the stands. And it's fun that way. So I don't know what her story is. I can care less. It sounds goofy. She's probably like, LeBron, how come you got a new hairline? What happened? Quarantine did you good. She probably was saying something nice. Who knows? LeBron, ain't nobody talking about your hairline. You got more money than you. You, you good? I don't know what she said, but it made you mad. And then she went on to apologize to him. And so I don't know if he accepted her apologize, her apologies. But uh, it, did, uh, it did make me laugh. And so all that to say, I am pretty proud. Oh, President Biden today signed multiple executive orders today regarding anti-immigration policies. Ooh. 
So one of them was rebuilding asylum. The Biden administration has taken some steps to begin the process of rebuilding our asylum system. Yes, but the lack of concrete action to rescind and unwind more unlawful and inhumane policies that is administered administration inherited and now owns is concerning probably like those those camps at the border i think those should be going away but we've talked about that in one of the first episodes of this new season um two remain in mexico is positive it's positive that the biden administration doesn't want to defend this policy before supreme court and that it won't subject any more people to the program to remain in Mexico while they're seeking asylum. That's just silly. Well, I'll just remain here while I'm trying to, 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 to escape death. I mean, that never made sense in the first place. So good job. Biden, Biden still needs to make the suspension permanent and help people who, re, who remain stranded in Mexico to make it over to the American side. And three, family separation. Biden's commitment to reuniting families in the U.S., protecting them from deportation and providing care is a good start. But the 5,000-plus separated families need immediate action. They can't wait four months for this task for his recommendations. And four, denutralization. The Biden administration will review Trump's systematic attacks on black and brown U.S. citizens through his denutralization efforts. Next, they must suspend denutralization and passport revocations and return denaturalizations to its historic rare use. (sighs) Seems like some things are going well. Like, those are immediate actions that need to take place. People literally are in the midst of life and death if they can't be in America. So, I find it very admirable that they are taking President Biden and Vice President Harris are taking action to make sure that these people find themselves in safe, in safety. Um, so that's a round of applause to you guys, and a round of applause to us human beings that are really just trying to make it by, really just trying to do our best to do to do our best to see us ourselves through this whole madness. And I, again, I don't want to say we need to get back to normal because whatever was normal. But I do want to hope, I do want to hope that we can talk about Whitney Williams and Method Man. Hold up. (laughs) Before I go. (laughs) That was actually one of the main news briefings I wanted to bring that brought me in here. But, um, another hot topic this, this week was Wendy Williams talking about um her gallivanting evening with uh, met red man or and or method man no she said red man a few times she meant she's like but i mean method man and she says that they had a one night hookup stand thing now if anybody's familiar with wendy hey girl how you doing um then you know she's changed throughout the years she maybe has indulge in a little bit of facial reconstruction surgeries and whatnot. Um, so if you're looking at the Wendy Williams of today, maybe you're not thinking that Method Man would be, um, you know, attracted to that. She's in her 60s, I believe, 50s. Um, but we're not talking about Wendy of today and Method Man of today. Method Man of today looks like Boys to Man of yesterday. Um, but before, he used to have locks and look like Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to win, right? So, if we're taking those two, 
I had to do a little research. I said, you know what? Let me do what's good. Let me do this some diligence and go back and research what Wendy looked like in her heyday during the time she's talking about that she had one night stand with uh, Metherman. And you know what? To be honest, she was cute. He hit, if you ask me. I'm, I'm with you, girl. Wendy, girl, mm, I got you. I'm, you was cute. Good hair before you plop the wig on top. I mean, great eyes, beautiful eyes, you know. They're a little excited these days. Their eyes are a little bit shocking sometimes. I mean, ah, whatever, I'm sorry. It's just, it, it's, it's part of your je ne sais quoi. Method Man, you, uh, again, look like uh, Boys to Men, um, you know, the Christmas album. Uh, just damn my hole here. But uh, <laughs> Method Man's wife came up and she was like, look, uh-uh. She, Whitney won't leave us alone and she keeps talking about my man and husband first of all ain't nobody thought about the man in a long time so Whitney I don't know if you're Whitney if you're doing a biopic or a book an audio book or something or if you're doing a Hallmark special I don't know but good luck the marketing was genius because it made people go look you up and you're you young heyday and you were quite attractive and so I know drugs do a thing to people there's no question May even bug you out a little bit. I will not be here all week. Um, <laughs> but Wendy, I would love to talk to you here on WTF Landia Radio. I think you are smart. You're bright. You're talented. You bright, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. You are awesome. And Method Man, I wonder if you, uh, if you, if you, if you got something to say about it. And then if you did, hey, hey. Wendy was not bad looking. And we all know she likes to talk mess about people so we could give it to, give her those gears. But the truth is, is that she was cute back in those days. So you probably did. And so if you have something to say, we'd like to invite you here on WTF Landier Radio as well, sir. Everybody's invited to the show, even DJT and Dr. Fauci, who I still need to get on here before this pandemic's up and this is 15 minutes of COVID fame is over. Okay. So, anyways, to my wonderful WTF Landia radio listeners, you're amazing. If you're like me and you're an empath and you are a person that just takes in the world and its heaviness, I want you to take it right now and shake it. Take it and shake it and break it down, okay? Literally, do a dance. Take it and shake it and then throw it off of you because you know what? Life is for living. This February is going to be so lit, I promise. This February is a February that changes my life for the better forever. I I just know it. And yours, name it and claim it, okay? Because there's just no time. Look, there's been a lot of effort in our lives. There's been a lot of, you know, progress and then deprogress. But you know what? You are where you are now. People are listening, and, and I want you to be where you are now. People have become very creative I took I took on this quarantine and I said I'm gonna use my voice and my voice now is, is is penetrating around the world, around the globe, and I'm waiting for a network to send me that big contract. And you know what? Hey, you guys will be the first to know when the ink is wet. So I'm just telling you right now, dive into your creative talents, believe in yourself, be who you're gonna be. Don't let no one tell you different and have faith. Because only God can make green 
and make rivers flow through the desert okay okay trust me that all that to say is that's my analogy for having faith believe in yourself believe in your talents and have faith in god have faith in yourself and have faith in humanity by showing others that you're really really a good person and that you care for them we need that right now more than ever we're not taking none of this stuff with us all we're gonna do is leave all the good we can here behind I'm your host, Char Bothay with WTF Landia Radio. I love you. I think you're great. Later. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the entire contents and design of this podcast are the property of WTF Landia Radio or used by WTF Landia Radio with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. Except as otherwise provided herein, users of this podcast may save and use information contained in the podcast only for personal or non-commercial educational purposes, no other use, including without limitation reproduction, retransmission, or editing of this podcast may be made without the prior written permission of WTF Landia Radio, which may be requested by contacting WTF Landia Radio. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and any reliance on this information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk this podcast should not be considered professional advice unless unless stated otherwise the wtf landia radio group does not endorse approve recommend or certify any information product process service or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast and information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement the third party materials or or content of any third party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of WTF Landia Radio. WTF Landia Radio assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with the applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. Moreover, WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty that this podcast or the server that makes it available is free of viruses, worms, or other elements or codes that manifest contaminating or destructive properties. WTF Landia Radio expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to this, reliance on, or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in this podcast.